0: Ho, 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 witches. Official podcast merch is finally here. Oh my God, I'm so excited that I can finally share these with you. You guys, I've been keeping this under wraps for over six months and I honestly don't know how because I'm not a very good secret keeper, but our Manifestation hoodies are now live and they are ready to shop just in time for holiday gifting, cozy winter days running errands, or breezy nights on the beach if you live in warmer weather like me. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit because even when you've done it a thousand times, stepping outside of your comfort zone and trying something new is still scary. So I've been having all of those typical thoughts that we go through. Is this going to work? Will anyone care? Are they going to love it as much as I do? What if nobody buys? All of the things, right? But in order for me to be an embodiment of what I teach, I've just got to say fuck it and go full steam ahead anyways. So the hoodies are here. We've never done merch before, but I am so, so excited to bring something to our podcast community that we can all just like be matching and have fun with and wear together. And I can see you guys in it and we can take pictures and it's just going to be like so cute. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the hoodies in case you're interested and you want to grab one. Yes, they are cozy and they are really soft on the inside. So it'll give you that like cozy, soft feel on your skin. On the front, like little corner, there's a small makeshift happen logo and then on the back in big like retro sort of bubble font it says co-creating with the universe. And there's two colors that you can choose from. There's either a black hoodie with white lettering or there's a white hoodie with pink lettering. Now for sizing, I really like an oversized hoodie. So for truly, truly oversized, I would recommend that you size up from your normal size at least like two sizes. So for reference, I'm five foot three and I normally wear a small or an extra small in most tops, but I wear a large and sometimes an extra large in these hoodies because I like to be drowning it. <laughs> but if you want a more true to size fit, don't worry, you can just order your normal size and it will fit you like a traditional hoodie. So Jaime was also part of the campaign and the photo shoot that we did to um, promote the merch, which you guys can see over on Instagram if you head over to my page. Today, there'll be I'll be posting more photos and videos. And he's six foot one and he wears an extra large, which for him is like a comfortable but slightly baggy, but basically true to size fit for him. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you guys if you want to go check them out. And you can also head over to my Instagram to see more photos and the link to shop will be in my bio on Instagram as well at underscore Samantha Daily. If you want to be matching with me or your spiritual besties this holiday season, treat yourself to this cozy manifestation hoodie. You guys are going to feel so cute while you're out running your errands wearing some biker shorts and your oversized hoodie or hanging out with friends, lounging at home, or just on your hot girl walks around the neighborhood. But if you want to get Them before the holidays, I do suggest that you order as soon as possible because each hoodie is going to be individually printed packaged and shipped as it's ordered so this whole process from start to finish will usually mean that it'll arrive at your house in five to seven business days but it could take up to two weeks depending on the demand that we have and where it's being delivered to yes there will be worldwide shipping so for all of my besties in other countries you can still grab one which I'm so excited about that was actually really important to me to make sure that we did worldwide shipping so if you do decide to rock one of these hoodies with me please 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 take a picture of you wearing it or when it comes in the mail and tag me on instagram at underscore samantha daily or send me a dm so that i can personally thank you for your support seriously you guys it means the world to me i can't wait to see you in these hoodies welcome to the makeshift happen podcast i'm your host samantha daily entrepreneur life coach and your no bs bestie here to bring you all things mindset manifestation and personal development this podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up level your life so turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride let's go make shift happen Podcast, you guys, we're here for a bonus episode, but we're gonna switch it up a little bit this month. Instead of doing a November recap, it's gonna be a birthday special. Because if you're listening to this in real time, it means that this Friday, December 2nd, is my birthday. And I'm going to be turning 29. And I always like to do something around this time of year that involves reflection and kind of pulling the lessons from the past year. It's also just very convenient because my birthday falls at like you know, towards the end of the year, the last month of the year. So we're all kind of in this sort of reflection phase of the past year anyway. So instead of doing a recap of the month of November, I'm going to give you guys the top five things that I've learned this year and we're going to break them down in detail. I feel like the main thing that happened in the month of November that kind of like stands out to me of what was going on in my life was tony robbins obviously going to the upw event and i've shared with you guys several of the things that i've learned there so i just felt like it'd be kind of redundant to do the november recap and talk about that when we've already talked about it right so we're going to talk about the top five things that i've learned this year and we're going to dive deep so let's get started the first one is that manifestation still requires hard work and I learned this lesson a lot when it came to the house manifestation. If you guys have been following along the journey and you've been here with me, especially on the podcast throughout the summer months, I would say, of 2022 when it was like very much at the height of our house hunting and house buying journey, you will know the details of the situation and all the ups and downs and the almost yeses and then tons of no's and hurdles and obstacles and tests and everything that was getting thrown at us. So this lesson really comes from that part of the year where I was really focused on manifesting this house. And the amount of challenges that it brought me was I don't want to say shocking, but like I kind of went into it expecting that it was going to be so much easier, especially for someone like me, because I'm like, I have so much on my side. I've got a great mindset. I'm in abundance. I know how to, you know, rewire my thoughts. I know how to stay positive. I know how to manage my vibration and my frequency. I know how to lean on source God's spirit. Like I'm doing all of the things. So I kind of just, figured that it would click into place very easily for us and that wasn't necessarily the case and although everything did end up working out exactly as it should even better than i could have imagined i'm obsessed with our place i it feels like a dream every day waking up here it was the journey to actually get to that point where i really realized like wow The action part of manifestation is so important because there were so many opportunities for me to just like roll over, give up, say this is too hard or it's not gonna work or I have to wait longer because I need more years in business in the US to have more financial proof, to have all these things that people are asking me for to be more legitimate whatever right there could there was a million excuses and opportunities for me to say let's just rent and let's make it easier and we'll just buy at another time and the market is horrible and right could have come up with all of the excuses but because I kept putting one foot in front of the other and taking action eventually the manifestation came to life and everything materialized and so I really, really learned through that whole process that if you're feeling like something that you're working towards, a goal that you have or a manifestation that you've been working on for some time is taking a while or it's requiring a lot of you or the journey has been pretty demanding or there's been lots of ups and downs or there's been curveballs thrown at you where you thought this was the thing and then it wasn't, to not get lost in To not get lost in that and to just remember that manifestation still requires hard work and if you're willing to show up to every test and say watch me universe and just like knock them out of the park and continue to pass and pass and pass and pass all of the tests show up as your future self act from that place of who you're desiring to be when Things come your way that make you want to break down or crumble or give up or be reactive or fall back into a past pattern or an old version of yourself and you go, no, I'm going to stand firm in the knowing that I deserve to be my future self and I deserve to have all the things that she's desiring and so I'm going to act from that place. If you continue to do that over and over again and pass all those tests, you will get there. And whatever you're desiring to create, call in, manifest into your life will eventually find you in its divine timing. And I know the process of that can be so grueling because patience is a virtue and most of us are working on it, but we're really not, really not nailing it. Um, And so remaining patient in that process is is also hard. I think that's part of the hard work is keeping the faith, maintaining your trust, continuing to hold the vision even when some things try to, you know, tear it down or make it seem like it's not possible. I think that's Also another part of the hard work, not only the action steps and continuing to have to show up and like physically doing hard work, but also spiritually the hard work of maintaining that trust and maintaining that faith and continuing to surrender and continuing to vision and continuing to affirm and use your mantras and do your practices and trust in yourself and believe in the path and create the feeling and the frequency and the vibration in your body that it's already done. I mean, doing that over and over again while you're being faced with things that are actually Actively showing you it's not working it's not happening that is hard work and that's spiritual work so the first lesson is just that manifestation still requires hard work and so if you're in that place right now just know that if you keep showing up if you keep putting one foot in front of the other if you keep believing if you keep trusting if you keep taking action it will happen for you when it's meant to the second thing that I learned is that miracles are real Miracles are so real and we are so much more connected to spirit than most people in the world will ever recognize. And these two things go hand in hand with each other, but there's been multiple experiences across the year that have really shown me this. I mean, when I think of the biggest miracle of 2022, I think about the fact that we were able to move from Spain to the U.S. in the middle of a pandemic with all of the barriers of immigration and COVID and everything else, having to fly with our dog on the plane. Like There were so many reasons why it shouldn't have worked, and yet it did, and it worked so quickly. The fact that in December of 2021, so exactly a year ago, Literally exactly because I was on this retreat on my birthday, on my 28th birthday. I was on a retreat in Costa Rica and I was visioning and picturing and dreaming and praying that somehow, some way in the near future, it would be possible for my partner and I to move back to the U.S. permanently. And at that time, it was everything seemed very much up in the air. There were so many restrictions, so many things put in place that were you know, just going against how we wanted to do things, what our beliefs were about that time and what was being required of us and and all of that sort of mess. And so it really kind of seemed bleak, to be honest, like if this was ever going to be able to work. And within 30 days from that retreat, we were on a plane with all of our belongings packed up into six suitcases and our dog at our feet on the aircraft, flying to the US. Like so crazy. That was the biggest, I think that's maybe the biggest miracle I've ever experienced in my whole life. So miracles are real holy shit if you guys haven't been following along for that while or you missed those stories back when that happened scroll back on the podcast because I obviously told all the stories there was crazy crazy miraculous synchronicities like so many angel number things like just so many things that lined up so incredibly in order for that to to happen so that was wild And that whole process reminded me of my connection to spirit too because I was so guided and at every turn that angel number 777 was showing up for me because that was the one that I started to see in Costa Rica while I painted that vision and I set the intention that we were going to move and then it showed up at every single turn of the journey it up all the way up until the point of us getting on the plane sitting down with our dog and our bags and realizing that the American Airlines um, document in the back pocket of the seat in front of us had 777 in huge letters right at the top, because I think it was a Boeing 777 plane that we were on. Um, Crazy, 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 crazy. But also the connection to, to spirit really showed up for me in a lot of other ways this year. I just was fortunate enough to have like some really cool experiences um, which I told you guys about when I was in Tulum on re- on another retreat. Um, we did the breath work with Susie Perry, who is going to be guiding the breath work on our retreat next week, which is so, so exciting. Um, and I had some crazy like divine downloads on like in that breath work se- session. I actually had the divine download that it was time for me to create a retreat in that breathwork session. And so I went home and I said, okay, I don't feel ready. I feel scared. I have no idea how to do this. I've never done it before, but spirit told me that it's time. So I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do it. And it all came to fruition. I found the perfect villa. We created it. We built the branding. We filled all the spots and we are going to be on that actual retreat. So manifestation coming into reality, full circle moment. We're going to be on that retreat next week in the Dominican Republic on the white sands in our beachfront villa with all the women who said yes to that experience and to make it even more beautifully synchronistic, guess who is going to be on that retreat guiding breathwork for for those women, Susie Perry. <laughs> so just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, some other experiences that I had were meeting my spirit guides, which I told you guys about, I think in a bonus episode this year. And then I was also visited by my grandmother while I was interviewing, Julie who's that's a guest episode from this year that you guys may have heard. We talked all about angels and communicating with them and angel numbers and all the things. Uh, But after our session together, she brought me a message from my grandmother, which was just very cosmic and so beautiful. And yeah, like there were so many crazy synchronicities also in our grueling house buying process, which I shared some on my Instagram. If you guys remember, like emails of us getting approved for certain things, like they all came in at either eleven eleven or 11 like crazy stupid stuff. Where you're just like, "Are you actually fucking kidding me?" Like this is so like it's real. You know those moments where you're just like, "Wow, energy's real." the shit is real like what the fuck <laughs> there's no other explanation like this is too it's freaking me out it's so real so miracles are real and we are so so connected the third thing that i learned this year is that modern day feminism and girl bossing is a scam and this may be controversial so i'm going to kind of unpack it a little bit and explain what i mean by that but essentially You know, modern day feminism, okay, feminism should be defined as the belief in equality for men and women, right? Regardless of gender or all genders, right? And 100% women should have the same opportunities. They should have the same rights. They should have the same safety as men. Like I totally believe in that for sure. So I'm not negating or denying that there is still a gender wage gap, women are paid much less than men. The I'm not negating or denying the fact that we need more females in leadership in CEO positions on boards of important companies. I'm not negating or denying that women are more unsafe in the world than men are and that we need to educate both men and women to help fix that and solve that. There is so much work to be done in the world, right? So not negating or denying any of that. But there is an interesting sort of perspective when we look at modern day feminism because what it's really done is it's tried to empower us to believe that women can do anything and women are just as good and just as strong and just as effective and just as independent as men and that is great all good and well but what it's really done is it's kind of taken women and thrown them out of their natural rhythms and out of their natural cycle and out of their natural way of living and made them believe that they have to do things in the way that men do them right so we've essentially put on this armor, this masculine armor, and we've stepped so far into our masculine energy that we just are operating from that place of do, push, achieve, force. We are at work trying to hustle and be exactly like the men. We're trying to get to our goals the same way that men do. We're trying to, but then on top of that, not only are we functioning in our careers the way that men do, but we're also taking over all of the more, quote-unquote traditional roles at, at home. And so we have so many responsibilities. We have so much on our shoulders. We're putting so much pressure on ourselves. There's so much drive and ambition, but it's kind of leading a lot of women into burnout and a place of being unfulfilled and really just being disconnected from their bodies and from the natural cycle of their rhythms, right? Like we have cycles for a reason in terms of like menstrual cycles which we've talked about on the podcast before I shared with you guys an episode from one of my ex-clients and friends Jen Kavanaugh she was in um, she came into my program from Burnt Out to Badass to teach all about cycle syncing and how we can live by our cycles so that we're more in harmony with nature and with our true feminine core as female beings if you identify with being feminine or female and we've just gotten so far away from that and I think the initial intent was good and it was genuine to empower women to say yes you can do anything you want you can do the same thing as men do go for it start your business do the thing build an empire like 100% I think it was well intended but I think that the way that we've gone about it has really started to damage us like you see so many women who are just sick and disconnected and burnt out and they are not happy in relationships or they can't they can't find or create a successful relationship because they're so in their masculine energy that they're not even being attracted to the right type of partners that they're desiring and they don't they can't see the forest for the trees they can't see why that is because they are in this like cold hardened masculine shell of learning to just be tough all the time and swallow your emotions and you know, do everything yourself and if you want it done right, you have to do it and be don't need a man for anything. You don't need him for protection. You don't need him for finances. You don't need him for support. You don't need him for anything. Like it's common that people are like, I don't need no man. And that's like a badge of honor these days of like not needing a man or not needing someone else for help and the reality is that women thrive in community limit women live better when we do have people to lean on whether that's a man or a partner of any kind or or it's a community of other women or like-minded people, but we actually thrive in that environment. We are not meant to be the lone soldier doing everything and putting all of the weight and the pressure on ourselves. And so I think this is really what's making a lot of us burnt out, sick, and so disconnected and in unfulfilling relationships. And this encouragement from pop culture for women to be so far into their masculine energy and not need anybody, is also causing men to feel emasculated and it's 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 like causing us to Create this weird dynamic where we're like becoming the mother to our partners and we are taking on way too many household roles because again, it's like if I want it done, I have to do it myself and nobody does it as good as I do, and I'll just take charge and I'll be the leader of everything. So I'm the leader at my work and I'm the leader at my house and I'm the leader in my relationship. And so then men are kind of sat there like, uh, oh, what do I do? I can't do anything because anything I do is gonna be wrong, right? I can't do anything right. <laughs> raise your hand if you ever felt like this was a dynamic in your relationship like my hand is raised I totally totally resonate with this like by being so much in your masculine energy you create this sort of confusion in your partner if your partner is like a masculine core being core masculine or if they are a man because they're like confused about how they're supposed to be the protector and they're supposed to be the leader of the relationship. But we've created this dynamic where we don't need them. And we are now the protector and the leader and we do everything. And so they're, they just kind of throw their hands up of like, well, you know, she's got it and she always takes care of it. And whenever I do it, she says that I did it wrong or I didn't do it good enough. So I don't know what to do here, right? Like what is my role here? and so it's it's kind of created this confusion and a weird dynamic in relationships. I also think there's something to be said for this idea of feminine leadership, which I did an Instagram live video not that long ago all about feminine leadership, but basically instead of always having to pretend to be an expert at everything, and never have a bad day that would be kind of more like masculine style leadership like let's just pretend I know everything all the time I never make mistakes and there's no bad days and I don't actually have a life and I don't have emotions and I don't have a family and I don't have hard things happening (laughs) like just outwardly facing like really maintaining this sort of image of everything is put together and we know exactly what we're talking about all the time that's very masculine leadership instead of doing that We actually need more feminine leadership where we get to bring the humanity and the vulnerability back into leadership roles by showing all sides of ourselves and admitting when we are still figuring something out. And this is relevant for you if you're building a business and you are the leader of your company or your brand or your business, but it's also relevant for everybody else to just kind of witness in the world, in the companies that you work for. Or the major um, political organizations or companies that you see kind of like running the world at this point, noticing what a difference it would make if they had more feminine leadership. If they had more people that were willing to show up with humanity and vulnerability and honesty and not just always putting on this facade of like constant professionalism and we're the experts and we're never wrong and every statement we'd ever we've ever made we're going to back it up because we're correct like just be fucking real You know, so there's something to be said for that as well of how this idea of like modern day feminism kind of has bled into the leadership style where even women who are in leadership roles, they've adopted that more masculine style of leadership because unfortunately, and this is sometimes true, they believe that if they were to lead from the feminine, they wouldn't be taken seriously. And people would think that they were not lead. They, people wouldn't trust them as leaders if they were to truly lead from their feminine core. And it's so unfortunate that that that's the case and so that's why I think like this is it's a fucking scam like we've all been (laughs) we've all been lied to we've all been convinced that this is the solution to just like girl boss our way in and empowerment this and that our way to the top of the world and to girls run the world and we don't need anybody but I think there's a lot of ways that it's hurting us and this is a lesson that I've learned a lot this year I've seen it so much I've seen it play out so much in just like, you know, world news and in politics, but also in my clients who are building businesses or who are quitting their corporate jobs. The women who joined from burnt out to badass who are completely burnt out from being in this totally um, masculine centric lifestyle that they've created for themselves. So I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. Do with that what you will. But I think it's a scam. I think we've all been lied to and it's fucking us over. Oh, it's also making us totally unhealthy. (laughs) Like if you've ever realized that you have major gut health issues or your cycle is out of whack or you don't get your period or whatever it is, it's because we are trying to be men. We are trying to act like men. We are trying to be like men in our lives and it's fucking us up in so many areas okay case in point let's move on (laughs) number four the fourth lesson that I learned this year is that whatever problem you have is not actually the problem This was such a huge breakthrough moment for me at Tony Robbins. This was like an aha moment and it didn't even happen like in the seminar. It wasn't something that he said. It was actually we were just having conversations after the event and I said this to my friend Sam and I was like, you know, I really think that me focusing on having a problem is the problem. Like the problem isn't the problem. It's me focusing on the fact that I think I have a problem. And this is wild for me to realize, especially being in the coaching space, because so many of us are so committed to this journey of like self-awareness and healing and unraveling our traumas. And all of that work is so valuable and so relevant and so important. But also in some cases, there are times where we are just looking for problems instead of looking for what is right in our lives and looking for what we've already healed and looking for the ways that we are already healthy and looking for all of the amazing belief systems that we were given from our parents or caretakers caretakers or society we are looking for the problem we're almost like addicted to this idea of fixing ourselves that we're that we're looking for things to be wrong and I found this a lot in myself like I said it was a huge aha moment for me of realizing that the problem is not the problem it's you focusing on it all the time and creating stories about it that has become more of a problem So I've had this story all year of I have bad gut health and I have bad skin and I work too hard and I have to fix these things. And the focus has been on the problem. Like unintentionally, I was like, how can I fix this? And what can I do to solve it? And I'm going to work with holistic practitioners and I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to take these supplements and I'm going to heal my relationship to work. And I'm going to like I was... I felt like I was doing all the things that were moving me in the right direction and in a lot of ways I was but also there was still this centralized like mental focal point that was I have a problem that needs to be solved and by me thinking all the time I have this problem I have this problem I have this problem well then what happens what you focus on expands right where your focus goes energy flows So I just had this major like epiphany where I was like, fuck that. I don't have any problems. (laughs) Like I'm so healthy. I know exactly what to do to like – Nourish my body and how to take care of myself. I've made so much progress. I love my work. I don't have a problem with work. Like, I don't have problems. I need to stop telling myself that I have so many problems. I don't have a laundry list of things that I need to heal. I am healthy. I am healthy. I am well. I am abundant. I am happy. I have so many things that I desire. I do not have problems. And so, if this is inspiring to you, I really encourage you to embody that. Embrace that belief system, because what you focus on controls your life. And so many of us, out of good, pure intentions, and wanting to to heal and improve and evolve and evolve, we are focusing on problems. And although the intention is good, because we want to evolve, we have to revisit: is that actually helping us? Focusing so much on that, are we focusing on the problem or are we focusing on the solution? right and are we focusing on what we're lacking and what's missing from our health or our financial lives or our relationships or our careers or are we focusing on what we already have that's incredible or the potential that's there of what could what could be better and what is yet to happen for us so i don't know that was like a really big one for me Okay, and then the last one, number five, the fifth thing that I've learned this year is that building a business is not as important as building a brand. And so this is for all of my girls that are wanting to build businesses someday or already have businesses or you're a coach or you have a product or a service of some kind. If you want to work for yourself full time and have sustainable, scalable income and create massive impact in the world, you need to have a recognizable brand. And this is why I teach all of my clients, my private business coaching clients and my clients inside of Abundant Ambitious, my business mastermind, all about personal branding. And this is why I believe personal branding is so powerful. Oh my God, I sent this reel to the A&A girls um, the other week when David Dobrik opened up his like pizza place. I don't know if you guys follow him or you know of him, but he's like a massive YouTuber. Like surely, even if you don't follow him, you've heard of him. And... He has obviously built such a loyal following and fan base and people love him and I mean it's at like another level right like this is the kind of guy that's like I'm giving away six Teslas like comment below if you want one like that kind of level but at the end of the day it was so cool to see him open up an actual physical brick and mortar business like a full-on restaurant pizza place and to see the lines that were through the city of Los Angeles, like for wait in West Hollywood, I think they opened it, waiting hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just to go through the doors and have the experience and try a piece of the pizza. Like I'm sure the pizza was like, regular af pizza i don't think there's anything that special about it but it's because of the branding it's because of the personal brand it's because people love him they are so obsessed with him they love his videos they love his content and so it was such a cool moment to just realize like this is the future of the world having a brand is the future of the world and it will always trump whatever your product or service is if you have an incredible brand you can sell anything right? So having a product or a service is only one small piece of the pie. But having actual influence is so much greater. Because without being able to influence people, you're not going to be able to generate enough interest in your offers to begin with. You're not going to be able to make enough sales or impact enough people with your service. You have to be able to to influence and I know everybody's like I hate the word influencer also I think people really started to say that just because they wanted to feel like trendy and quirky and cute to be like I don't like the word influencer but like honestly that's what it is it's it's you're influential you influence people and that's something that you should actually want to be able to do right like one of the most famous books one of the most OG people in the personal development space, Dale Carnegie, however many (laughs) freaking decades ago, this dude wrote that book that's called How to Win Friends and Influence People because it's so important. And if you guys don't know like the chain of coaches, it's really interesting to kind of look at it like Dale Carnegie was like someone's coach. I don't know. I don't remember who. And then they coached like Jim Rohn and he coached Tony Robbins. And then Tony Robbins coached all these people who then coached all of these other kind of high level coaches who then, like, it's like this spider web that just all comes down sort of from the same source. And that's one of the original texts, like, one of the original books from one of the original coaches and teachers of all of the things that every coach is talking about on the internet is from Dale Carnegie. And a lot of it is in that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. So being able to influence people is important. It's always been important. It dates back way fucking farther than influencer culture. So you want to be able to be influential. When you have a business, when you just have a business, point blank business you are hoping most of the time that the right people will hear about it and that that will be helpful too. When you have a brand, a strong brand, people are talking about you and referring you and discovering you all of the time. Therefore, expanding your business effortlessly. So there's a big difference between just having a business and having a brand. And that's why this lesson is absolutely huge, not only for me, but also for all of my clients. So I wanted to share it with you. Building a business is not as important as building a brand. All right, you guys, there are my five lessons that I learned this year. On Friday, I'm turning 29 years old. I can't believe it. My last year of my 20s. What an incredible decade. I've grown and evolved and changed so much. I think I've been like 85 different versions of myself in this... (laughs) decade alone and I'm here for it I love it so always remember that change is good and you are actually meant to consistently be evolving your personality is meant to change all of the time so when people say you've changed say thanks we're supposed to (laughs) all right I love you guys if you want to grab one of the manifestation hoodies click the link in the show notes below or head over to my instagram at underscore samantha daily check them out click the link in my bio i'll be sharing more about them all week i really hope that you grab one if you have someone in your life that is a spiritual friend who you know would love it who's into manifestation send them one. Give them a little gift. Give it if you have any Sagittarius friends. It's a great birthday gift. You can send it for Christmas, whatever you like. All right. I can't wait to see you guys wearing them. Take pics, tag me, all the things. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye.